Hello, everyone, and welcome to Rail Group On Air, presented by Railway Age and Railway Track and Structures magazines and International Railway Journal. I'm your host, Bill Wilson, and I am the editor-in-chief of RTNS Magazine, and welcome to another podcast. This is Rail Group On Air. The pandemic. Two words that have filled our lives with fear and discomfort over the last 10 months. Hello everyone, I'm Bill Wilson, Editor-in-Chief of RTNS Magazine. To be frank, I'm tired of the words. But the pandemic is a major force when you talk about market conditions, at least over the past year. The maintenance of way market was a bit unpredictable in 2020. However, overall, it is still performing at a high level. Late last year, we surveyed our readers asking them what it was like out there. Asking them questions like if their business was strong, weak, or flat. How long will it take the industry to recover from the pandemic? The annual RTNS State of the Industry Survey always provides a pretty accurate pulse of the maintenance of way market. I am going to go over every question in the survey and share the results, and then we will hear from the newsmakers themselves. As I had the chance to talk to HNTB's Ronnie Hakem and Troy Albert from Herzog. But first, the market data according to the RTNS State of the Industry Survey. What is the health of your business today? 52% said good. 16% said excellent, 23% said fair, and 7% said poor. How was 2020 as a business year for your company? 36% said good, 29% said fair, 18% said poor, and 15% said excellent. How do you think 2021 will be as a business year for your company? 48% said good. 31% said fair, 15% said excellent, and just 4% said poor. How did 2020 compare to 2019 as a business year for your company? 52% said 2019 was better than 2020, 26% said 2020 was better than 2019, and 21% said it was flat. How do you think 2021 will compare to 2020 as a business year for your company. 56% believe 2021 will be better than 2020, while 36% say it will be flat, and just 7% say 2020 will be better than 2021. When asked how long it will take the maintenance of way industry to recover from COVID-19, 56% said it will take more than one year, 28% say it would take less than one year, and 14% say the industry was not really impacted by COVID-19 and is currently strong. When asked will their company be spending more or less on maintenance of way activities in 21 compared to 2020, 50% said it would be flat, 26% said it would be more, 
and 23% said it will be less. Did your company spend more or less on maintenance away activities in 2020 compared to 2019? 52% said less, 29% said it was flat, and 17% said more. We then asked our readers to break down exactly what maintenance away activities they will be spending their money on in 2021. And I'm going to go through this. A good response is around 20, 18 to 20%. So please keep that in mind. And I'm going to go over the leading categories as far as spending more in 2021 than 2020. And track inspection led the way. 27% of survey responders said they plan on spending more in the track inspection field in 2021 than 2020. Right there with them was safety. In fact, there was a tie between safety and track inspection. 27% also said that they would spend more in 2021 than 2020 in the safety market. Bridge maintenance was also high. 23% said they will spend more in 2021 than 2020. Special track work came in at number four. 19% said that they will spend more in 2021 than 2020. And ditching and drainage rounds out your top five. 18% of survey responders said they will spend more in 2021 on ditching and drainage activities than they did in 2020. When asked, did the region you live in spend more or less on transit in 2020 compared to 2019? 55% said they spent less. 26% said it was flat, while 17% said their area spent more on transit in 2020 compared to 2019. When asked, will the region you live in spend more or less on transit in 2021 compared to 2020? We got a tie between it will spend more and it will spend less. Both came in at 36%, while 27% said it will be flat. And our final question was, are federal, state, city governments doing enough to meet the demands of rail in your region? 50% said that they are doing enough, while 42% said they are not doing enough, and over 7% said they are doing more than enough. So let's turn to our newsmakers. Ronnie Hakem is HNTB's National Transit and Rail Market Sector Leader. Based in HNTB's New York City office, she is responsible for collaborating with HNTB's leadership nationwide on strategic planning and implementation, industry representation, business development, service delivery, and client collaboration and satisfaction. I had a chance to talk to Ronnie about the state of the industry from the transit perspective. And she said overall it was doing okay, but it could be better. And there could be a major package that will be in the hands of Congress that could determine whether this transit industry makes a turn for the better or stays on its current course. So here is my interview with HNTB's Ronnie Hagum. 
how would you describe uh, 2020? Uh, obviously, the pandemic, um, transit agencies um, are struggling. Um, but could you put 2020 in perspective from a transit pers agency? 2020 um, has has been, you know, a, a tragedy on so many levels between the pandemic and and this, the impacts of of this coronavirus, um, as well as the the financial impacts to the entirety of our country and frankly the world, and then on a micro level. Um, within the United States, the transit systems have suffered, um, and, and they suffered quickly, right? It wasn't like there was a long runway that, that foresaw this coming. This happened from one day to the next where ridership plummeted um, to, to levels that had never been experienced, not in the Great Depression, not in um, H1N1, not in the financial uh, Great Recession, um, and so this, this was truly unprecedented. And, you know, what happened um, at the beginning when people began to really Im understand the implications, um, the CARES Act funding was critical to transit agencies, but critical to transit agencies only from the perspective of being able to help them fund some of their pandemic generated operating deficits as well as additional operating costs. Um, all of the new sanitizing, the, the new service plans that needed to be developed, all of that cost money. And the CARES Act was critically important to being able to help these transit agencies bridge the gap, but it was a bridge, it wasn't a solution. Um, so 2020, I think, has, has just been uh, an unprecedented challenge to transit agencies. Um, what we're hearing out of Washington today is, you know, the potential for a $900 billion um, coronavirus aid package, which is, again, another bridge, not the full solution. Um, if it has in it, what is being discussed as $16 billion for transit, uh, as well as including in, in that a billion dollars for Amtrak. Um, that'll be critically important to being able to solve the near-term operating budget deficit, but, you know, is, is still short of the funding roadmap that's needed for our transit agencies to, to right themselves and to somewhat recover from in, recover in 21 what has been a disastrous 2020 yeah um from a project perspective um it seems like 2020 was kind of business as usual uh, a lot of projects still out there a lot of projects still chugging along um and then you look at the election they passed some some cities passed some important uh fee tax increases to keep projects future projects alive um is that, is that your take from 2020 that it didn't really affect uh obviously it affect 
if it's affected other operations, but from a project perspective, everything's it was pretty normal for the most part. Mm-mm, I don't think I would use the phrase normal. I think yeah. I think you're right. There were certain projects that continued to advance. They were, you know, work underway. The funding had already been secured, um, but many of our large transit agencies had to hit the pause button on their capital programs because the funding was was not known. Um, You know, this has to do with both federal funding, but it also has to do with state and local funding that supports many of these capital projects and capital programs um, in our agencies around the country. So agencies that rely on sales tax revenue, for example, um, that revenue also dipped during 2020. And there was this uncertainty about what funding levels could be assumed for advancing capital programs. You know, you had Sound Transit say they are going to reassess their capital program and come back to their board in the summer of 21. The MTA in New York has hit, I I think the, the phrase that the chairman and CEO of the MTA, Pat Foy, has used publicly is hit the pause button in order to assess whether they will be in a position to advance a $50 billion capital program or not. Um, So there are big question marks that I think are still being being answered. Uh, On the positive note, to your point, there there have been, you know, a ballot referendum that did very well in November and that, you know, assures uh, dedicated funding streams for certain important capital projects. You know, uh, Cap Metro in Austin with its Project Connect is one of those uh, positive uh, outcomes. So that will be a program that is well poised to advance. So how do you see 2021 shaping up? So, you know, none of us have the, the, the accurate crystal ball But I I think 21 in the first two quarters is going to be in the fact-gathering mode where we will have, we will, you know, we just had the announcement of who the the DOT secretary um, uh, nominee is going to be. We will have a better sense of who the other uh, nominees are for FTA, FRA, the federal agencies supporting our U.S. DOT we will have a better sense of what happens right now. You know, we might know over the weekend that the federal bill is going to get passed and that, and we'll know then what it includes for transit funding. Um, all of that will lead, I think, to the need for early action by the Biden administration on a, a larger reauthorization package um, in 21. And then that will include, you know, multi-year a multi-year plan for transit funding. Um, you know, the, the thing that's encouraging about President-elect Biden's plan is he, 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 he seems to really understand the value of transit infrastructure, right? Build back better. That's what everybody um, has, has really sort of coalesced behind. And build back better means also being uh, investing in resiliency, in sustainable um, transit infrastructure, you know, all of that 
these agencies are ready to do. They're prepared to do it. Uh, electrification is going to be a big topic. Um, reducing uh, uh, greenhouse gas emissions is going to be big for, for transit agencies. Um, BRT growth is going to, I think, have a, a, a great opportunity around our country. Um, and, you know, even Amtrak with its plans for new city pairs, they have their map of new city pair um, initiatives that, that could also contribute to great investment in infrastructure from a national passenger rail perspective. So, you know, I'm, I'm optimistic about 21. You know, I think as we get into the third quarter of 21, we'll have more certainty around what our agencies can rely on from a, a federal and local and state funding perspective. And that will that'll be the green light. I think they're going to be chomping at the bit, ready to go. So do you see, I know there's still a lot of question marks out there, like uh, reauthorization um, would be uh, very big. Um, do you see this being a long recovery for transit agencies, or it could be rather short if all the dominoes fall uh, the way they should fall, and, you know, like I said, a reauthorization package gets passed uh, in 21 and, and all that kind of stuff? Well, let's define long recovery. I think from a from a capital program perspective and from advancing projects and infrastructure investment perspective, I do think into 21, I'm, I'm calling it for third quarter 21, um, maybe into the fourth quarter of 21, we will start to see an uptick in agencies and their, in th their ability to advance um, large structure capital program. If the long recovery that you're referring to is about ridership, that may be in, you know, that may be through 21. In other words, I think there is a, a there is a, a degree of, of transit ridership and commutation that is going to be slow to come back as companies start to deal with you know, are my employees able to have access to vaccines? Are they feeling comfortable um, coming back into large urban office centers? Um, you know, how how well are employees working remotely? Um, so I think that could be through 21, and then starting to see uh, ridership recovery into 22 um, and into 23. Um, so I, gave, I, I think I gave you two different types of answers, right? From a capital program perspective, right. I, I think right. 21 is going to be a, a, a transition year. And then from a ridership perspective, I think that may take a little bit longer. So the practices that were put in place because of the pandemic, you know, social distancing, um, uh, everyone wearing a mask, uh, especially on the job site, stuff like that. Do you see anything uh, that were put in place like that during the pandemic coming out and transit agencies saying, you know what, that, that was a good idea. We should have been doing that anyways. Let's continue that. For example, um, you know, uh, Zoom calls. Uh, I think a lot of uh, people out there in the field were doing Zoom calls and, you know, they can address issues right then and there because of that technology 
and take care of the problem instead of like going back to so-so and that problem taking two or three days to sort out. Do you see anything that you have heard of uh, that was installed during the pandemic that might come out of the pandemic as something that they can use long-term? In in terms of business practices, I think the 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 video platform technologies are are, are going to stay with us. I, I think it does facilitate problem solving in a way that will be will you know be part of the corporate fabric going forward. Um, in terms of transit itself, you know I think the advanced cleaning methodologies. I think. The ventilation improvements, I think station markings and signage and um, directional information that, that facilitates wayfinding and walking and getting people through stations and to their destinations. I think the technology associated with how, how crowded is my next train going to be and are there cars that are less crowded than others, I think all of that technology improvement that has really advanced during the pandemic those are going to stay because customers like them. Is there anything else you want to add about 2020, 2021? I do appreciate, again, you getting on the call and, and giving me some great <laughs> insight. You know, I'm looking forward to 2020 coming to a close, um, and I'm optimistic that 2021 is going to be a transition year for transit. I think between the technology improvements the availability of uh, the availability of vaccine, I think, is a game changer um, in terms of people's willingness to come back into their office centers, which then will lead to increased ridership in in our our um, our transit system. And I think the the federal, local, and state funding uh, in certainty um, that will come to, to come to to uh, come to bear in in 21 will make a difference in our agencies being able to advance their capital programs. We all know what happens if you don't invest in your infrastructure. Um, that is not a good story. That is not a good outcome. And I am very encouraged by the President-elect Biden's plans for investment in infrastructure, Build It Back Better. I think Build Back Better will be um, will really be a part of the economic and um, recovery for, for our country. So I'm enthusiastic about it. And I'm optimistic right. about 21 and beyond. So 2021, I think, could be a landmark year for the industry. If you see a transportation reauthorization package get put together and passed, I know that doesn't entirely help the Class 1 railroads or the short-line railroads, but it will do a lot well, I, I won't say a lot, but it will do some for the transit agencies and for Amtrak. And I do think that the Biden administration will work to pass another stimulus bill that is tied to the pandemic because, let's face it, the country needs it. So let's turn to the meat and potatoes of our marketplace. And I'm talking about equipment. Now, I had the chance to talk to Herzog's Troy Elbert, and Troy Elbert is the president of Herzog Services Incorporated, and he oversees all strategic 
operational and financial aspects of rail testing across North America. Now, as you remember earlier in this podcast, I did say that track inspection, along with safety, leads the way in terms of areas in maintenance of way where there will be strong investment in 2021. So let's hear what Troy Albert has to say about the equipment market in track inspection. You know, I'm interested to hear your perspective on how the uh, track inspection market performs with obviously a pandemic and, and other challenges going on. Can you just talk about how this last year has gone for the marketplace? Well, yeah, and generally, uh, you know, it started pretty early. Um, COVID hit and that really had an impact on us. You know, supply chains went down and therefore loadings went down. So in turn, you know, the uh, railroads went back to, you know, cutting back to the bare minimums on budget, budget cuts and, and uh, operationally just didn't have the room for it. So, yeah, we fell off quite a bit, actually about 20%. Okay, and do you, do you want to, I mean, from what I hear, uh, there was more maintenance done on the tracks uh, this year because the traffic, rail traffic was less. Is that is that true or? Uh, that's what I heard. You know, the, the maintenance side of things doesn't really affect what the uh, testing side, inspection side does. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard from the other side of the house that the maintenance practices were, were in full swing and, and they had lots of work windows. They got a lot of work done. Unfortunately, it was a little two-folded because they had so much, so so many work windows or such a large work window that they got done early. So, you know, the uh, the work was there, but I think it took less time. But again, it didn't affect the rail testing. Rail testing is, is separate from maintenance. And what were the challenges of working through a pandemic uh, in the inspection uh, machine marketplace? Did that present any new challenges or were you pretty much keeping social distancing anyways? Um, you want to explain how, how working through the pandemic uh, was handled this year? Sure. Now, the, the biggest challenge, of course, was social distancing. You know, we had to make sure that everybody in the vehicle was safe. Uh, we went through special procedures to make sure the trucks were sterilized and everybody was following the uh, protocols of social distancing when possible. If they couldn't, uh, we had uh, the proper masks in place uh, and and also put in some uh, uh, divine guards and and other uh, ways of of keeping the passengers in the vehicle safe. Um, That was probably the largest. And then once we got past that, uh, the next challenge was the people that did contract the virus and were testing positive went into quarantine. Uh, So that put a little bit of a strain on operations as more people became positive uh, on both sides, on customers and, and our side, um, just keeping everybody safe and keeping everything rolling. Are there any practices that you created during this pandemic that you think you might be carrying over and using every year, or is this just, you know, these practices, this pandemic, once it's, once it's past us, we're, we're done. We're going back to how we used to do things. Uh, well, largely, I think we'll go back to what, how we used to do things. Uh, some of the things that we did, put in place that will, will carry over uh, was a lot more virtual interaction with our field crews. Uh, before we used to do everything in, in person and go and do quality audits in person. Um, you know, just whatever we had to do with the field, we, we made sure we were there in person. It, it just seemed to have a better feel to it. However, with the pandemic and trying to keep everybody distant, um, 
we implemented a lot more virtual conferences, uh, a lot more virtual audits, and um, worked a little harder on getting more information to transmit across uh, the data lines instead of being in person. So I think that'll carry over. How does 2021 look for for the marketplace? Um, I know it's difficult, uh, even more difficult this year to to use that crystal ball with the pandemic still still taking hold. But how does how is 21 2021 looking for the market? Right for just the market for just ultrasonic testing. Yeah, uh, we're in a slow recovery right now. We're uh, we're, we're coming back a little bit at a time. Uh, I wouldn't say it's anything of a spike. It's more of a, you know, what they would call the lazy U. So I think we're on the uphill slide side of things, but it's it's very slow. Uh, but overall, I think we'll get back to. I don't think we'll get back to 19 numbers, but we'll get close. And overall, for track inspection market overall, is it pretty much the same forecast, or is it a little bit different? Yeah, I believe so. Um, <clears throat> I believe it's all going to be. It's not going back to 19. I think everybody's cutting back quite a bit, you know, with the, the market changes and whatnot. Um, I do think there are some different practices out there that uh, were coming anyway. These were, you know, on the on the uh, efficiencies front of getting the you know, continuous testing in, in, in play and, and other things that were efficiency improvements on, on testing will also come into play. So as far as sheer car number counts, uh, I don't know that we'll ever get back to where we were. But as far as the business side of things and how much track is tested, I think that will largely uh, come back towards the end of the year, end of 21. Um, but there'll be different practices in place. Do you see any technological advancements uh, coming into play? Uh, I mean, I know there was um, uh, FRA-approved uh, autonomous track inspection, um, you know, going along at, at 25 miles per hour, inspecting the track, and that was obviously a big move. Uh, do you see anything else popping up here that's going to make um, results more accurate, data more accurate, uh, the job more easier in the next five years or so? Long term, I think we're looking at, you know, completely a uh, shift in in the ideology to go into autonomous. I don't think it's ever going to be completely autonomous. I think it will be semi-autonomous. Uh, I'm talking about rail inspection and all the other inspections that are required for the railroads. Like you said, they're you know they're moving more towards um, autonomous testing on the geometry side of things and uh, you know for the FRA requirements as well as getting at. But um, integrating the UT and getting that to be more autonomous is, is one of our goals and I think that's going to play into it in the next five years. The pandemic. Let's take those two words and stuff them in a drawer somewhere, okay? I have a really great feeling that we're going to be able to do that in 2021. And from there, look out. I think this industry is going to thrive once again. I'd like to thank our guests, Ronnie Hakem and Troy Albert, for Rail Group On Air and Railway Track and Structures Magazine. I'm Bill Wilson, and I will see you down the line.